Wake up, wake up. It's your cousin, your homie, your friend. Just be real. And it's another Sunday of Just Be Real Podcast. Y'all know it's only right I wasn't going to leave y'all hanging. So I had to come with another one and bring back the old intro. I think it's time for me to go back to the basics. You feel me? Because Khalees just, it just speaks my spirit and where I'm at right now. So we're about to keep it real. Enough of me chatting. All right, good people. Man, listen. I'm a, I had to come for this. I think this conversation is long overdue because I feel like I can't just do these conversations around my birthday. I got to actually do these conversations prior to. And since I did hit my 32 and a half mark in February, I think I'm two months past due, but there's so much going on in reality. So um, today's episode is called 32. Wait, is it called 32? No. Magic 32. But you'll see the twos in... in um, parentheses because this is technically a part two to magic 32 but you know 30 and then it's like two but i'm trying to be like you know creative or whatever and i'm calling it magic 32 because um which is technically part two of my magic 32 because i feel like there's so much in the seven months of me being 32 that have transitioned or switched that now have me in a mindset because you know how they say 33 is your jesus year where my Jesus year happening in a quote unquote Jordan year, because it's 2023, there's so much shit in the seven months that my mind automatically just switched. And I don't know it's because I'm turning 33 and my body is like, we're entering a new phase. And y'all know 33 is a number of completion. 33 is like an angel number where you're like your guardian angels send somebody to be around you, that type of shit. And I was looking into it because y'all know I'll be into astrology. And it's just so much research I found in the process. I even went Khalees and colored my hair. And it's like this bright ginger, which I know if y'all don't know me, I'm a very, very, I'm adventurous and spontaneous, but at the same token, I'm very cautious because I'm a Virgo. So me actually using bleach to lift the color in my hair to actually get it the, the bright color it is. You can ask my cousin Keisha. I've gradually taken four years before I got to this space because, what, 2019 was the first time I ever got demi-color, and it was a red, like a cherry red, but it looked like natural. Then I went into, like, an ombre ginger from, like, a light ginger into, like, a reddish. I'm just straight, like, ombre ginger where it's, like, different shades of ginger in my hair now, like, and it's bright. So, like, I can't wait to see when it sets because it's still in the beginning phase I just got it done. But, like... I'm at the point where I'm ready to take risk. And this is what I feel like my 32 is about, where I'm ready to take risk. Like, I'm all about risk taking right now. Like, I'm all about, I guess you could say living out loud. I'm all about, like, why am I thinking so much? Because time, I can't get back. And I feel like me being so meticulous and being so cautious with grace is okay. But I feel like I need to be a little more out there because I'm not putting myself out there or literally living my life the way I want to live it. So my mother's going to probably, my mother hasn't seen my hair yet, y'all. <laughs> and the first thing she said to me was, do not color your hair orange. Well, here we are. <laughs> but I just feel like it's whatever. Like, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's just what it is. And I feel like as a Virgo son, as a, an only child, and as a former people pleaser, um, I used to just do stuff to get my mom's approval. Now it's on some, I don't give a fuck because it's my life. I'm going to do what I want. So, like, she's going to have her comments, but at the end of the day, what's done is done, and my hair is not going back. 
anytime fucking soon. So I color my hair every two years. I just went to be adventurous and I'm probably going to stick with a ginger color in my hair from now on because I'm fucking in love with it. Um, it's my color. It just gives me a sense of jubilance. And then because I'm a summer baby, it's the perfect time and it's around the summertime. It's giving that type of energy like we outside and I'm outside this summer. Like I refuse to be inside and I feel like my palette. Okay, so things in, 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 in Magic 32 we're going to talk about. Remember I said my palette changed when I turned 30? I don't know if it what it is, but now being 32, my palette has changed again. And I believe people, when they say, as you get older, the less fucks you give, because the fucks I don't have to give is like vastly immense compared to what it was just seven months ago. Like, I don't give people the opportunity to cross me once. It's a, it's a done deal. Like, and I think it's another thing too, because people who thought, because I would tell them about other people who crossed me and cut them off and not think twice, they probably thought it would never happen to them. But now they ask this in a hot seat where it's like, I want nothing to do with you. And I don't have to say shit because that's still something that's on me where I'm not going to say shit to somebody because I just feel like we're grown. You know how you move. You know how you deal with me. And most of the time when niggas don't hit you up, they know that they've done you wrong. Nine times out of 10, especially if they're still checking for you because you're a fucking weirdo. You fucking hater. But my palate's changed. I have way less tolerance. Even I don't give a fuck how close you are to me. You got one time to cross me and disrespect my boundaries. And what they say, she shenan once, she gonna shenan again. Okay. Thank you, TikTok, for that one. That's what's going on right now. So I'm not in that space to keep tolerating the disrespect. And I'm gonna tell y'all why, because we're gonna get into that. But my palate change with people, my patience, I have way more patience. Um, grace is something that I give unwaveringly i've allowed to be more vulnerable as y'all heard in that episode um i'm more open to to people showing me who they are and believing them the first time i don't repaint pictures anymore and i learned from novi which is one key factor on twitter which i took as a gem was stop checking for people stop showing up for people and see who shows up for you and let me tell you in the last three weeks motherfuckers have shown their fucking phantoms and you want to know why I can say this shit? Because as I told y'all, I'm very transparent. I check on my friends. I don't just check for them. I check on them. And I'm the friend that's with you during bullshit. So I don't keep tit for tat. But trust me, in my memory bank, it's on some fuck niggas. Especially when I'm vulnerable enough to let you know I'm in a dark space. And you pretty much abandon me when I'm telling you that shit. So it's really a fuck you. The one person I did expect but didn't fully expect to show up, showed up. And I'm really shocked. But that just speaks volumes. So... I think 33 is going to be a very eye-opening time frame. We're about to enter into Eclipse. And we're already in pre-shadow retrograde. So there's a lot of Earth energy happening. Um, given that I am an Earth sign, I just feel like I'm going to be a lot more grounded once 33 comes. What I'm going to do for my birthday, I still have no fucking clue. But what I do know is I'm turning 33. Um, I got this. I'm keeping up with my Jersey traditions. Last year, I should have worn my Monica Wright McCall jersey because she was 32, but I wasn't thinking. And then now, that's another thing, another epiphany. I'm thinking outside of my normal like mindset, which is like, 32, I could have worn my Monica Wright. I'm like, y'all couldn't wear my Monica Wright jersey because my line name is Love and Basketball and it is a magic year because she kind of did like make some shit spark. Ha ha, see what I did there? Where it's like, I need to start paying homage after I seen Dawn Staley wear that Cheney pullover. I'm like, I need to pay homage to people who I personally know 
who are great people who are ballers to keep my jersey tradition. So y'all stay tuned because I'm going to have me a nice little 33 jersey and y'all going to be like, who that? And I'm going to put y'all on, but it's in the works right now. I got my custom guy working on it. Relax. Yes, I get custom jerseys. I invest in my jerseys like I do my sneakers. And if y'all new to this, y'all better go ask somebody because there's an episode seasons back that have the information in regards to my sneaker love. But, um, we made 6,000 downloads. Appreciate y'all. We're on episode 113. I think we're on episode 11 now, which means we'll have two more episodes of season eight. And then hello, season nine, which is crazy. And next month marks three years of this podcast. So I feel like I'm doing pretty good being fucking consistent. Um, but my palate changed and my tolerance changed. So let's get into this. So my palate changed for people because I was tired of the menu and I'm on a strict dietary restriction of bullshit. So I don't have time for it. Um, I told you I went home. So I was home with my homegirl, Ayana, hung out with her, spent some time with other people, as I told y'all prior. But I seen niggas true colors when I went back home to New York, right? So niggas used to check on me, check for me, whatever. And I'm at the business where I'm a smooth motherfucker now where... I don't just unfollow, I remove you as a follower. <laughs> Welcome to my life. And I do it like the G and lasagna silently. Well, it's not silent now because I'm telling y'all, but I told y'all before, I don't be giving a fuck about social media. Like, it's my rapport with you and our, our relationship outside of this shit. And I am at the point of removing people because I personally feel like if you're checking for me on my socials, but we haven't spoken in weeks, K T. S-E. Keep the same energy. Because, nigga, I'm not going to interact with you on socials when I haven't spoke to you in weeks. And that's what it was. When niggas switch up because they get into relationships, that's some shit I don't tolerate. Okay? I dropped an ex-best friend because she used to do that shit way too frequently. And it's not PTSD as much as it is as I know how this story goes. I see patterns. And the pattern, not saying that you have to hold everybody in the same regard, that they're going to be the same as the person who's done it to you. But when the pattern repeats and you're still on the same bullshit and I'm just looking at you like, mm, you really just switched up. This is not your energy. And I'm not saying I'm a hater because you're supposed to be in a relationship and be happy. But like you switch up and that's all the fuck you talk about. And as if me and you didn't have a, a rapport prior to this motherfucker in your life. Suck my dick. Period. And I distance myself. So for you to try to say and have conversations via Instagram, I'm not going to engage you. It's going to say that I read the message and then I'm going to delete the thread and delete the conversation as if you never fucking existed. Because nine times out of ten, because I switched my privacy settings for people who follow me can be able to or people anybody can contact me. I'm soon going to be back on my shit where only people I follow can even react to shit in my stories or even contact me. Because at this point... It's getting, it's reminding why I had it in place from the beginning. Because I really don't care to be bothered with people and their bullshit. But now you know what? I learned from Pastor Kim, with Real Talk Kim. Just delete the thread. Don't even bother to read the DM. It's not even worth the fucking energy. Just delete it. So that's what I do now. Um. So there's that. When people disrespect my culture, I have a fucking issue with that type shit. Um, I told you I have recently tapped into Afro-Latina. As y'all heard me have several conversations with Calissa on this podcast. And I've embraced it. So when I correct you on some shit that has to do with my culture and my language, you don't get to pass it off as a fucking joke and say, oh, because I'm black and 
I mean, I said what I said, LOL. Bitch, no. Because you're talking now with two different sports, okay? There's a football Americana, and then there's football. Football is soccer, and there's football Americana. Football Americana is not the same. So if you're talking about one sport, you sound stupid and ignorant and shit, and I'm trying to make you not look so fucking dumb on your socials. But to each his own. So what do I do? Delete the conversation, kept it pushing. But for you to be checking for me on my socials, and I ain't spoke to you in fucking weeks, Suck my dick because I'm the friend that always checks in on my friends. After a while, if I don't hear from them, I'm checking in or I'm sending inspirational words. And when I feel like I'm being taken for granted and I don't feel appreciated, I stop fucking with you. And I just distance myself. And if my distance doesn't cause discomfort for you, that means you're not the person to be in my space. And you're not meant to go be on my next destination. But as I've always told you, every time when I cut somebody off or don't deal with somebody, a new blessing and opportunity shows. So just know whoever those two people were... As y'all know, I don't drop names. More blessings and opportunities came. And I realized everything has an expiration date. Like, I used to say that shit before, but, like, I truly believe it now. Like, everything has a fucking expiration date. The good thing is, everything has an expiration date. So when you go through some shit, it's tough times, hard times, whatever, there's an expiration date on how much the storm, the storm can't last forever. Bad thing is there's an expiration date with deaths, X, Y, and Z, like my godfather just passed. There's a lot of shit going on right now with me emotionally, um, grief-wise, and um, people have expiration dates. Friendships have expiration dates. Even friendships you didn't expect to have expiration dates have expiration dates. And you would have thought when I cut off my ex-best friend that I've known for like 15 years, like a couple years ago, that I would be accustomed to it because we were so close. But I think it's even more difficult when it's people that you've grown up with in childhood and y'all have had that relationship. And it's like, I got to deal with you at a distance, even though I don't fucking want to, but I have to. Because you keep playing in my fucking face. So now I don't want nothing to do with you. So now it's on some shit like you're non-existent. You feel me? So it's harder, I think, for me because y'all know I take real big on loyalty and longevity. And at this point, it's not a fuck to give. I don't give a fuck how long you've been around. You disrespect my boundary, you disrespect me. You're the fuck out. You're out of here. And that's exactly what's going on right now. So that's happened with a friend I've had over 20-something years. And it's like, baby girl, we're not on the same level. We're not on the same pace. The way you're living your life, I respect it because it worked for you. But it's like, it's too consuming where you don't have a life outside of it. And I don't want to fuck with it because... You just don't know how to have your own mindset and have cognitive dissonance, which is an issue for me and emotional intelligence. So I'm fucking good off you. So, yes, phones have been crooked. So unless niggas have checked for me, I'm not checking for them. Period. And period dot, as Chanel Ayan would say. Um, even some of my other friends that, like, when they've come that they were checking on me, and I checked on them, and it's been a very mutual, grounded, what I thought was grounded friendship. Switch the fuck up. Bye. I don't have time for switching sides. I don't have time for people straddling fences. Anything that's giving me gray area, I'm just going to take it as no. And that's what it's giving. It's giving a no. And I'm going to let you have it. Because I'm not in the business of chasing motherfuckers. If you want to leave, bye. That's where I'm at. And I feel because in the evolution of where I'm at in my life, in my career, in my businesses, I can't, I have to start having thicker skin or being more like proactive or more diligent in my word of fuck that shit. So that's where I'm at is on some fuck that shit. So for those who've been showing up for me, you're fucking appreciated. Um, I've actually built closer bonds with people who I was, I knew of, but now know better. 
Um, and I'm super grateful for them because you just never know. Sometimes you try to hold on to things that guys like I have something bigger, but you're just so vested on keeping it because you don't know what's coming. So it's like there's this fear, but faith over fear. So it's like if you're gone, you're gone. There's not been one time ever I've, as I said before, I've removed somebody out of my life where nobody better hasn't come in. So I'm good. Um, that's where I'm at. I'm not in the space of awkward inquisition. I'm not in the space because I'm an overthinker. I overanalyze off rip. Okay. I have high, I'm high. I have high functioning anxiety. So I'm always in my head. I don't have time to play out scenarios or think something or be the opposite and play guess who I'm too old for that shit. This is not blues clues. So you're either with me or you're against me, or you're just not going to be around at all. Like it's not even that you're against me. You're either with me or you're not like it's it. And I have an issue with people who can show love in private, but don't have the same energy in public. Because if you can't show the same love in public that you do in private, that means there's some shit talking you're doing that I'm not in the business of being bothered with because you're not real with yourself. So you damn sure not going to be real with me. So my palette changed too. Like I said with this color thing, like I feel like when a woman changes her hair, it's about to be a big change in her life. And I don't know why, but I scheduled my appointment, y'all, back in October for this, right, for my hair appointment. And I didn't expect it to be on some type of time where I would have been so gung-ho to change my hair color. But I, when I said I've been counting down to for this change, i am like been counting down. And because I'm a Leo rising, as I told y'all, like there's a lot of Leo energy in my chart. I'm a Leo rising and a Leo Venus. Okay, honey? First and 12th house. So there's a lot of mystery. But I feel like I'm tapping into my inner lioness. And I think that's what 33 is giving me, my lioness energy. Where it's just like, be loud, be bold, be brash. Because that's what a Leo personality trait gets for a Venus. Be light, be colorful, be fun. That's what it's giving for my rising. So, girl, just live. Like, let the people know that you're fun. Let the people know that you're out here. Let the people know you're not afraid. And I think me coloring my hair was to prove to myself I'm not afraid of change. Because I can adapt to change. Doesn't mean I don't be getting afraid of it sometimes, though. You feel me? So, I feel like that's where I'm at with that. And I don't know, like... When they say it's like a number of completion, I always say this. So like I told you, I'm dealing with grief. Next month marks four years since Shay passed. If y'all don't know about Shay, go back to Teachable Transitions, which I don't even know what season that was because y'all know at this point I've done so many seasons, so many episodes, but it's in there. It's in the beginning stages of like 2020, I want to say. It's on her birthday in 2020. So October 11, 2020. That's all I got for you. And it's been heavier on my heart with her where I don't. It's, it might be creeper to y'all, but I'm a part of the whole occult thing with spirits. Peoples never die, neither do they spirits. And I haven't been sleeping well for like two weeks since I've been back from New York. And I'm like, why do I keep waking up at the crack of dawn? Why am I having these sleepless nights? Like, what the fuck is going on in my sleep? And then be tired throughout the day and then like it just be all over again. So I took the time this week. And you know how they say, talk to your spirit guides. Ask them for guidance when you need it. You know, talk to the universe, talk to your ancestors, because when you need help, they'll be there. Now, I always told y'all before, sometimes I feel like their spirits, like my grandmother's spirit or Shay's spirit or, you know, my godmother or anybody's spirit that's in the house that I could feel it. But it's like, I don't be paying. So there's a lot of mystery. My mother is so disrespectful. That's why if y'all heard a little pause or break, my mother called me and she has no respect to ever just think whatever and I'm about to go off emergency bypass because she does this shit all the time anyway what was I saying 
Okay, so right, so 33 is like number completion, right? So I was saying like how I be feeling the spirits or whatever. And I feel like it's been Shay's spirit. Because I could tell when it's my grandmother, I could tell when it's Shay. And those are the two spirits that visit me the most. It's Shay and my grandmother. Do I see them as silhouettes and ghosts? No, but I can feel their energy in a room, right? So I could tell it's my grandmother. My grandmother hasn't been here since her passing death date, which is February. Because I, I haven't told y'all, but I had to go to a whole process of forgiving myself, blaming myself for her death, not being around, all that other stuff. So I finally forgave myself and stopped self-blaming. So I felt like when I let that go and released it and like let stop blaming myself, my grandmother hasn't really visited me like that. Because I think that's what she's been around to try to tell me like, girl, this is not your fault. I'm still here, but you got to stop doing this and beating yourself up because it's killing me watching you really go ham on yourself. My grandma ain't been around for a while. I'll probably see her in August because August is our birthday month, period. But Shay's ass constantly be on my heels. And I ain't going to hold y'all. Shay was like that in real life when she was alive. Like, I would go to her about a lot of shit, like emotional shit. Like, that was my comfort blanket. Little did people know. And Shay would either just have jokes or just be able to understand me on a level that I didn't really have to explain much. So when she be popping up and I could feel her energy, she trying to say something. If I don't fucking listen because she's a goddamn Libra son, this girl's going to shake the shit out of me. Kanye shake me until she gets the message across. So that explains my two weeks of no sleep until Wednesday. I had a eureka moment. Aha, aha. And I'm like, Shay clearly has a message. Now, I told y'all about vulnerability being a superpower, right? Bree don't know this either. So when I first met Brie, and she's not going to probably hear this, I'll tell her face, Shay was the inspiration factor to me meeting Brie. And I'm going to tell you the backstory. So when Shay passed in 2019, basketball was how we connected in a way. And that was our thing. So like the tattoo I've dedicated to her is next to the tattoo I have dedicated to Delta, which is to my line name. So I try to keep them close. Because I liked, I, I wanted to have that whole, like, if I get a leg tat done, a thigh tat, it's going to be basketball related. So I got it done, right? And I was sitting here thinking to myself, like, okay, so what is Shay trying to say? So I said, when Shay passed away three years ago, four years ago almost, I said, I would never touch a basketball again. I'm done playing ball. It's not going to be the same because it feels like I lost a major part of me that connected me still to want to play basketball as an adult, which was Shay. You know what I'm saying? And she was stepping into my realm of boxing. So, like, we were trading off because basketball was her first love. Boxing was mine. I want y'all to know basketball was never my first love. It was always football. But because I was a girl, they wouldn't let me play. But that's another story for another day. How I was swindled to be a cheerleader for Pop Warner. Yeah, swindled. Bamboed. Bamboozled. Hoodwinked. But I said I'm never touch a ball again. So, it was ironic, right, when the pandemic happened because I had... That's when we were working remote and I had played for my old public accounting firm, but I had stopped after that. I ain't touched the ball since. So I was like, yo, I miss playing ball. I want to get back to it. It's something I miss. And you know what? I could commemorate Shay if I, you know, if let me find a league out here. So I find a league. I play in this, the end of summer, fall last year or whatever. And there's open gyms, right? Open runs. So open run, I go to open run. And who do I meet? Bree. Bree's like, oh, I'm from the Bronx. See, I already know the story, right? Right? So I told y'all the story, right? But what I didn't fucking know is that Bree would be the person that Shay sent to me. 
I'm about to connect the dots for y'all. Bear with me. So, okay, Shay played ball, right? And I said, I'll never touch a ball unless Shay played. I play, I meet somebody from the hometown, somebody I connect with, blah, 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 whatever, right? Cool. So I kept saying to Shay, like, yo, I don't think, I'm going to constantly like, yo, I wish you were still, I used to always say, I wish you were still here. Talking to you is fine, but I need somebody, I need you physically here. Like, I need a spirit of yours here. Like, I need somebody who understands me around me. Like, I need you to guide me around people who, who are giving you some, your similar attributes, but are able to be here physically, but I'll talk to you spiritually. And yes, I have conversations because spirits can still have send messages and shit. Call it what you want. So I'm like, all right, send somebody, whatever. I've been saying that since like 2019, 2020, whatever, right? So Brie come along, whatever. So we follow each other. We finally follow each other on social media, on Instagram or whatever. She found me on Instagram. We follow each other on Instagram. We, that's the thing when I was her kickback. Find each other on Instagram. And I see her handle is, I'm not, well, I mean, I could tell you I handle her handle because her fucking page private anyway, but it's B Brie, right? Y H 33. So I'm like, okay, Y H must be something to do with her last name, but 33, that's her basketball. That's her ball number. So I go on her page. I look, okay, she bought 33 is her basketball number. This is where it gets creepy. So Shay passed away due to suicide, right? There was another basketball player that Shay played with. Her name was Sonia. Sonia passed away in 27, 2015, 2017, 2015, around 2015, 2017. And her number was 33. And she committed suicide. And Shay was super close to her. So if you ever look at Shay bio, it say RIP Sonia 33. Now they both play ball. They both on the Hornets. So Shay had wrote a post at a point in time that said, you hurt me when you left me. That was the first thing that hit me when I had seen her post it. So when I seen that, that's how the way Sonia left this world is how Shay left this world. And exactly how Shay used to feel about Sonia is how I feel about her, right? But Sonia's 33, right? Brie is 33, okay? My basketball number is 44, right? Keep in mind, right? This is, this is numerology I'm going into now. So when I first kicked it with Brie, we kicked it up together at her crib on a 11-11, right? 11-11. And it was 11-11-22 to be specific, right? 11 plus 11 is 22. 22 plus 22 is 44. That's my number, right? But 11-11, if you think about it, 33 and 44, there's 11 numbers in between. 11-11 is also a prime angel number that you make a wish on. Are y'all getting how this shit is coming? So I'm sitting to myself like, what the fuck? Now, mind you, Shay was born on October 11th, 91. So now when I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I literally had a whole conversation with, with Shay, literally in my living room, in the dark, just me, like just talking and just started crying. So while this is going on, Bree is messaging me on Instagram and it's on some, there's no time limit on grief. And I'm like, yo, how the fuck? What the fuck? Like, and it's when the message comes in is at the time when I'm talking to Shay. So I'm like, Shay, are you trying to just pretty much tell me that you placed Brie in my life? Because when you look up number 33, it's the number of completion. And that's what it is, your Jesus year. But at the same token, it says 33 is a number when you see it often or if you're around it. 33 is a number that your guardian angels send to you for comfort. What? So when I looked that shit up and I'm like, wait, I turned 33 this year. Her number's 33. Sonia's number was 33. 
Oh shit. Shay sent Brie to me. Whole time when I sat there, y'all, and I really thought about this shit, and it's freaking, I'm about to start crying because it's freaking me the fuck out. When I really sat and thought about this shit, the way Shay used to get on my fucking nerves when I first met her, like, oh, God, I love Shay, but she was so annoying, like, little sister annoying. I'm like, oh, my God, this girl, what the hell? But we, as we grew older, my love for her, it just took time for me to just understand her quirkiness. When I say with Brie, like I told you on the episode last week, it was on some, I got a wall up. The reason why I had a wall up is because she reminded me so much of Shay. But me subconsciously not realizing it, I was putting a wall up because Shay left me and I didn't want her to get too close to me knowing Shay had left me. So she was giving me too many mem uh, memories of Shay and I wasn't liking it. Whole time Shay's like, you asshole. She probably, and I'm going to say to you how she would say to me, shoulders. Remember you asked me, this is who I'm sending you. Yo, like what the fuck? This is Shay. Whole time, I'm not understanding. Shay's been telling me this whole time for two weeks. Let her in, let her in. Stop being so, you know, stop being so cold. Let her in, let her in. So whole time, Shay sent me Brie. Now I'm stuck with Brie. Brie stuck with me too, but this is what I mean. Like it's eye-opening shit. So when your ancestors and your spiritual guys are talking to you and you hear and you ask them for guidance, don't ignore them when they're talking because they're going to, I don't know about y'all, but they're going to keep bugging you until you do, right? And the fact that it took where we are now with Brie and I for us to be like, as cool as we are, it took time because I'm just like, it's deja vu to me. But it's crazy because I feel so, tr I, I can feel emotionally naked with her like I would Shay. And now I feel like that's my way of Shay trying to say, forgive yourself because there's nothing you could have done to stop me. Forgive yourself because I'm sending you somebody who's there to be physically there for you the way I physically can't be there, but I'm always here. I'm giving you somebody to let you know that I'm still here, even if I'm not here and I want you to let me go. And my goal before my 33rd birthday, my goal Mm. Y'all, I'm tearing up. I'm sorry. My goal before the anniversary of her death next month is to forgive myself, to not beat myself up, and to actually release the, the guilt I have in my heart and let her go so her spirit can be free for so she she doesn't feel like she has to watch over me. And I didn't realize how heavy that shit was until like I got the news about my godfather passing away after I just seen him three weeks ago. And death is such a scary thing because I've never done well with death. But it also is so eye-opening because it makes you have revelations. It makes you think back. And that's what retrograde is all about. Re-examining, re-evaluating, revisiting. Because a lot of my inner child trauma that I didn't realize I had, there was a lot of abandonment. And, and I think because of how Shay left me, I felt abandoned. And that was a person who understood me. And I just haven't really grasped that. So me not letting Brie in is like, if I let you too close, you want to abandon me too? And I didn't realize my inner child was screaming because it wanted to be protected. Like, baby girl, it's okay. We got you. They're, they didn't, they're not leaving. And if they leave, somebody better is going to come and it's okay. You don't got to, you got to protect yourself and be so guarded and wear a shield. So I'm still working through some inner child things. 
as much as I thought I was healing or on a better path of healing with this, there's still a lot I need to address. But I'm also in the space of knowing that I need a good cry, but I need a shoulder to cry on. Because a lot of my inner child work I did prior in my prior years, I addressed by myself. But I feel like in this second part of this marathon of inner child work, I need an actual friend to be here to support me and have that comfort I need to cry on a shoulder to be in the space of solitude, if that makes sense. So Magic 32 has been very much magical. There's way more shit that comes with it, but y'all know I'm not going to tell y'all right now because I don't like speaking prematurely. But 33 about to have some crazy bomb shit. And when it comes, I'm going to let y'all know. I'm going to let y'all in on that secret. But that's all I got for y'all now. I know. But as I always say on air, let's keep it real. And as I always tell y'all, remember, be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Later.